man. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, y'all? This is uh, another episode of Two Hip Hop Sensei's in a Casual. Live we don't even need to introduce ourselves. Just, just, just tell us. Yep. <laughs> no, you got to start now. Go ahead. Live from my mama's basement again. Uh, I'm upgrading my mic, and I'm trying to figure out for about half hour what was wrong and pulling up these different settings and stuff, and uh, couldn't get it to work. But I had the mute button on my computer. Mm, wow. And uh, wow. <laughs> when I tell you I brought up the computer settings, I brought up Google settings. I was about to go on YouTube. <laughs> 48 minutes later. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm so embarrassed. Oh, and in our group man. chat, wow. I said at 1.30, 7B, just join us real quick with the built-in audio. Let's try this. Oh, this is so bad. But, uh, hey, I upgraded from that uh, that canned audio I had before. Um, so hopefully I sound better on this episode. So, uh, yeah, fellas, let's just get right into <laughs> it, man. <laughs> oh, that's so embarrassing. But, yeah, hey, the show goes on. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually pretty excited about this episode. Um, I think we got some good topics for today. Uh, how you guys feeling today? I feel Excellent. good. Feel good. Oh man, so let's let's get into it, man. Let's start off with the Grammys. So the Grammys were this past week, and uh, did you guys watch the Grammys? I feel like nobody watches the Grammys anymore, man. I watched it for a little bit. I just want to play you some audio. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Oof. Oh, I ain't cared about the Grammy since Jay boycotted them. <laughs> Dude, I feel like so there's people that won uh, that we'll cover in a little bit. But I asked on Facebook and, I, and it was whether people felt like the Grammys were outdated or more so award shows in general. Mm-hmm. The feedback that I got is nobody's watching award shows anymore. Drew, I'll start with you. What is your, what is your overall um, feelings towards award shows in general? I used to love them back in the day. Like I used to look forward to the MTV awards a lot. And then yeah. like in the early two thousands, mid two thousands, I really enjoyed the Grammys. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, Corona really makes things different now, man. Like it's, it's, it's weird to not even watch the Grammys, like just announce the winners. I know they've been doing that over the past few years. Like we kind of get leaked information, whether who's going to win beforehand or not, but man, it's just, it's not fun anymore. Draw. What's your what's your thoughts? So I always like I ain't really care about award shows other than performances, but the Grammys always frustrated me because I never felt like they spoke for me. I felt like the artists and albums that they would align with and stuff like that, I didn't really consider the best for that year. And you know, in some ways, that's okay because music is subjective. So you know, you can't really like say what they think are the best, and not all opinions are going to be the same. But I never really held them in that such high regard. So like. If I'm watching the award show, I don't care about who win the awards. Like, I'm really checking to see performances, you know, and if people I like win, that's cool, but it doesn't sway me to body of music or, or nothing. You know, the award shows for me are for the record labels. That's for them to, that's a market employee for them. Like, that's, that's how they control their business. Like, oh, if we got this artist on our label and they win three Grammys that night, that makes the label look better. Like, that make, that helps yeah. them find other artists. It almost sounds like you're saying that the award shows are a bit political, no? They are. That's 100% what they are. It, I feel like we've always had to fight, too, to, like, catch one the hip-hop section was going to 
get their awards, you know? Right. Unlike the BET awards or like the Source Awards or even the MTV awards. I mean, they always gave like fair justice to hip hop, obviously, but the Grammys, I feel like some years they just skip right over them and you have to figure out later who won. Yeah, like the they they before like you know before when Jay skipped the Grammys, what was that ninety nine or whatever? Yeah. Um, before that, they would just they wouldn't even televise the hip hop section. They would okay. just tell you who won because they thought it was a niche um de- demographic, so they didn't they didn't really care. Wasn't it Lauren Hill who won the first one for mm-hmm. the miseducation? The one that was televised, I think so. Okay. But the very first um, it Will Smith Grammy was nah um. If it wasn't Hammer, I want to say like I don't know. We should research this. I think I probably think well, it was Hammer. No, the first award for best rap performance was presented to DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh. Oh, Prince. Will Smith. Yeah, Fresh Prince. Yeah, Aaron, just to understand. Yeah, so it was yep, Will Smith. Which, well, I was saying, I was saying, when was the first, the first time ever for like just hip hop? You know, like who won the very first just hip hop album of the year? You know. Um, like rap album of the year. I thought it was Lauren Hill. I could be mistaken though. Even though that album was kind of like everything. Yeah, I wouldn't even that. Yeah, that album was everything. That was R and B. That was hip hop. That was reggae. <laughs> she did everything on that album. I like that. Uh, you kind of mentioned MC Hammer already. Well, that's because he's a legend, and you was disrespectful. So, <laughs> but we let's uh let's hop into like the hip hop uh, nominees. Yeah, so I'm. I was trying to look for it. I can't find it. Like the first actual rapper. So, all I mean, that's how you sound right there. How you how, like you can't even find that information. You know. Yeah. So yeah, we can get into. Uh, I wanted to touch on. I found an article, and the article had a great quote that said, "For this specific Grammys, at the very end of a Grammy ceremony that did its best to pretend like the Recording Academy has always supported and centered Black artists, women, and especially Black women." Billie Eilish is put in a tough position, uh, but still familiar spot, winning record of the year for everything I wanted when other nominees like Beyonce had Black Parade uh, and Megan Thee Stallion had Savage with Beyonce again, which I find interesting because Billie Eilish goes up and says she wished she could give the award to Megan Thee Stallion. Well, you could. Like <laughs> People have literally went up and gave an award to somebody else. So I'm I can go on a rain all day, but I feel like I'm so tired of empty gestures. Like, if you want to give an award to somebody, give that damn award to somebody. Don't sit up there and pump fake. Like, that annoys me. Did you really win it at the end of the day, though? Like, if Billy wins it and gives it to Meg, is it really Meg's, you know? You know? That's a good point. Technically, no, but, like, I've I've seen actor uh, awards where Ving Rhames gave his award to um, someone else, and that actually forced the award show to – give Ving Reigns back his award, but then they sent one to the guy that he gave it to as a great gesture. So Damn. I feel like yeah. it's possible. But again, I just have this thing where somebody pump fakes like they want to do something when they literally can do it, like cut it you know, out. So the year I lost total respect is when they gave the, the hip hop album of the year to Macklemore over Kendrick. Right. That, that was such a slap in the face, man. That's brought up every year since that's happened. Like, yeah. even Macklemore was like, oh, I don't he know. He didn't want it over Kendrick. In his defense, he did put out a good album. I, like, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but Kendrick's was a masterpiece. Like, right. But see, this, this is this is the part where I get, um that puts me in a tough corner. Because with Billie Eilish, Billie Eilish had a great year herself. So, right. like, to put her up against Meg and say that Billie doesn't deserve that because Billie Eilish feels like Meg deserved it. Like that's that's downplaying the year that Billy had herself. So right. I felt like Billy deserved that Grammy. Like 
yeah, I get it. Her feelings, like she felt like Meg deserved it because Meg had a great year as well. But don't just don't downplay yourself because like that's that's a tough draw to say like Billy over Meg. Like anybody could pick between those two. For so sure. yeah, this was specifically for um the award was record of the year. Yeah, record of the year. So, out of all, I'll go over it. It was Black Parade again by Beyonce, Colors by Black Pumas, Rockstar by The Baby featuring Roddy Rich, Say So by Doja Cat, Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa. Sorry Dua if I pronounced that um, incorrectly, but Circles by Post Malone and then Savage by Meg Thee Stallion Ooh. featuring Beyonce. So again, when I look over all of those, I feel like I'd literally never heard of everything I wanted by Billy English compared to Savage with TikTok. You literally heard everywhere for majority of the year. That's because yeah. that's because you don't listen to that type of music. That's fair. Everything by Billy Eilish is a hit. Yeah. That's a record. Like, bro, like if you go anywhere, I don't, listen to, I don't listen to TikTok, but literally every song you hear that's a trend with TikTok, you hear it everywhere. Yeah, but TikTok yeah. isn't the world. Like, you know what I'm saying? TikTok is TikTok. You got to like... Think of, how much power, think of how much power TikTok has now on the music industry. Yes, but that's still a small blip, bro. Like, you got to go go look up the numbers of Billie Eilish's record compared to Meg. Billie, that, that's a big record. I so, bought, bigger, so you think it's bigger than Rockstar by the baby? No, I'm saying that's debatable, but you're saying like you haven't heard it. Like, that's... that's me, like, but that's a big record. I wouldn't have picked... I would have picked the rock... I would have picked Rockstar. Like, right, that's what I'm saying. Like both of those are it didn't matter where you went. So for instance, I go to the gym, right? You go in the gym, you're hearing Savage and you're hearing Rockstar. I guarantee you've heard that Dua Lipa song too. You may not know it's her, but dude, it's it was everywhere this past year. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, again, I'm considered the casual on the show. So, <laughs> you know, I I can speak to her and Billy, like that's the shit they play on like local radio, you know? Yeah. Not not and stuff like that, like you gotta not, that's that's literally what they play at the gym, so that's right. why I'm more so. I could, as you very well could be right, both of you, I could have heard it, but no, nah, man. I, when it comes to other two songs, I feel like that was everywhere. Like, you couldn't you couldn't open your phone and not hear it, you couldn't go out to the gym and not hear it, you couldn't go in the car and not hear it. So, if y'all saying that you know, Billy Eilish's song was up there with go to, go to, a, go to a middle school, <laughs> go, go to ask these little white kids, they're gonna tell you exactly what song that is. Yes, <laughs> like, hey man, I'll tell you what, didn't nobody go harder to Lil Nas X song? Uh, exactly. than them little, them little kids in elementary school, man. White people was listening to that, white people listen to Lil Nas X. I'm telling you, Billie Eilish, that's a record, bro. It like, is. I will put that on my homework then for what Billie I Eilish is so big, she got her own Netflix documentary, like. It's in theaters, bro. That's a she's a star, bro. <laughs> like I'm not hating now. She got that one song that I really like. I think Justin Bieber was on the remix of it. So I'm I'm certainly not hating. I just I don't know. I feel like the other two was, was bigger. Let's talk about this Nas album, B. The so before we get into that real quick, I just want to say Beyonce left the field with nine nominations. Um, and after picking up the 28th Grammy win of her career. She broke the record for the most Grammy wins ever by a female artist and the most Grammys wins by a singer. And then Taylor Swift won album of the year for Folklore. Um, and Swift is now the only female artist in Grammy history to win album of the year three times. Um, in addition to that, It Is What It Is by Thundercat was the winner of Best Progressive R&B Album. I actually have a few songs with Thundercat that I really like, man. It's, it's, yeah. He's nothing to vibe, so I was happy to see that. And then Savage by Meg Thee Stallion and Beyonce did, in fact, win Best Rap Performance. So 
you know, I don't I don't know. I want to ask you again before we get into Nas. Should that song have won over? You got Deep Reverence by Big Sean and Nipsey, uh, Bob by The Baby, was popping by Jack Harlow, and then The Bigger Picture by Lil Baby. Mm. I mean, when you put all those songs together, I feel like, again, man, I, I'm not saying to make sure to want it because I feel like it's definitely justified because, again, that song was everywhere, but so was Bob by The Baby. So was What's Popping by Jack Harlow. I'm not um, the biggest Lil Baby fan, but that song went super hard last year. Yeah, it did. But, I mean... I don't want to take away because I feel like, again, the war show, you know, it, it tried to hype up minorities and, you know, black women specifically. So I am proud to see a queen get her award. For sure. I'm not mad at it. Um, it, Like I said, if anything, I would have, um, I think the baby bop would have had to say so in that. Like, I thought that was a bigger record. But, I mean, that's splitting hairs. I think, yeah. I think. Savage Remix was a big record. Like it's hard to like deny that. So like, I mean, out of those, it seems definitely seems like the biggest one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we can talk about Nas for sure. Um, Nas finally won his <laughs> uh, first Grammy with the uh, album King's Disease. Um, so the other nominees for that included Black Habits by D Smoke, Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs, and The Alchemist. Uh, a written testimony by J Electronica, and then the allegory by Royce the Five Nine. Um, what do you guys think? I, I I can start off by saying I did actually listen to uh that album uh before we recorded. Um, I'm actually impressed by it. Uh, when it comes to the tracks that I like, and let me see here, I'm gonna pull it up because I did add a few. So the tracks that I liked, I really enjoyed Car 85. Um, but with Charlie Wilson, I'm a sucker when it comes to having Charlie Wilson on a feature because that's my guy. All about that old school flavor. Uh, I enjoyed Replace Me with Big Sean. Uh, all bad with Anderson Pac again. I cannot That's wait for that album coming up with Bruno. And then I like Spicy, um, that had the Ferg uh, oh, yeah. on there too. So, yeah. my thing with Nas is obviously he's one of the best to ever do it when it comes to the rap game, right? But I feel like Nas's albums, when it comes to the beats, and again, I'm a big person for beats. They've never supported him the way that they should have and been fired like what he needed. So that's always been my big complaint when it comes to Nas. But this this album for sure, the beats was fire. So that's why I enjoyed it. Right. I remember uh, tweeting right, right. in 2009. I tweeted, yeah. I said, still waiting on that act too. Yeah. <laughs> it was almost like waiting for Detox for Dre. Like, And he finally released an album, but it wasn't Detox. Was we talked about that another day. And that was terrible. That's why he linked up with uh, Hit Boy to do this album too. And uh, it's not my favorite Nas album. And to go back to that list of nominees, Royce to me was album of the year last year and right behind that for was alfredo and then i give it to nas i wasn't a big i was very let down with the uh j and j album i should say (laughs) 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 uh that's one of the worst debuts i've ever heard of for an artist who we've been waiting on for over 10 years now to drop i I feel like it was a running joke like people waiting for jay electronica to drop it was okay (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't a fan of that for, again, all the hype. I feel like when people hype up albums like that, it's got to be fired, and there's a lot of skips. Yeah. See, okay. but with Jay Electronica. In his, defense, in his defense, go listen to Compton Now. It's it's a good album. It, it is. It, uh, <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, I'll let y'all get away with that. I, mean, I can't say, though, King's Disease for Nas was definitely better than Nasir, because I actually thought Nasir was yeah. the one where they kept – every time Nas had a feature, it was Nas's album was done. But yeah. – after talking with y'all, I'm not sure if Nazir was actually the album that was supposed to get that hype, but Nazir was trash. So yeah. I'm, oh. glad, I'm glad King's Disease was much better than that. 
But for me, um, I really like King's Disease. Um, now I should have got a Grammy a long time ago, but you know him getting the Grammy now. I mean, you know, he deserves some type of Grammy because Nas is a legend and he deserves all the accolades in the world. I thought Alfredo should have won Album of the Year. Yeah, um, that or Royce. Yeah, that or Royce. Like yeah. Royce would have been second for me, but I thought Freddie Gibbs put together a really incredible project and that deserved to win the Grammy of the Year. But you know, Nas Nas needs his flowers and he put it. He put a great album out there like with help from hit boy. Cause I think when Nas, when he works with like, when he has a, a set plan, you know what I'm saying? Or what he wants to do, like Illmatic, when that came out, incredible album. But to me, uh, it was written was better than Illmatic. You know, that's my personal preference, but still incredible album. And he didn't get the accolades he got for this album. King's disease that just came out and it's still like, it's still the same elite rapping, you know, that happened like 30 years ago. So, like, I don't know, man. Like, the Grammys are weird. <laughs> that's, that's it. it was the first time where I was happy, though, that a lot of those artists got recognition. Uh, yeah. Usually it's like the top, top of the charts artists that they pick for album of the year. So right. it's cool to see guys who don't really sell as much uh, underground kind of names get that recognition this year. Yeah, and, sure. I remember uh, texting Gerard the day that a written, a written testimony came out, and I was just, oh, God, Jay, finally, he released it. Every single track, man, featuring Jay-Z. Yeah. Too short, weird, awkward beats at times, and just, I, I, I'm, I'm glad he got recognition for it, but he don't deserve to be on that list. Facts. And Drew, I know you had a great comparison when it came to Nas finally getting his award. I said Nas now is the Leonardo DiCaprio of hip-hop. Because Leo got snubbed for all those awards back in the day and got it for uh, the Revenant. So Nas, I mean, this ain't his best album to date, but he got you know. That's a great comparison. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want you to forget that because I remember when you said it yesterday. I was like, damn, right. yeah, like that's perfect. That's spot on. Right, that is perfect. Thank you, thank you. Yes, sir. <laughs> to wrap up with the Grammys. If you were to replace the Grammys with anything, since a lot of people feel like the Grammys are outdated, what would be your recommendation for a replacement or somewhere that they could go in the future? And Gerard, I'll start with you. What would be your idea? So I don't think the Grammys need to be replaced. Like I said, I think it's a political thing, and I think the record labels will never just cut the Grammys out. But, you know, it's other award shows that can feed whatever you need from your award shows. Like the AMAs are a direct rival of the Grammys, and that's fan-driven since 2006 so if you're a fan and you want your artist to win go online and vote for the amas and they'll win that award mm -hmm. you also got the soul train awards which uh awards the top artists in black culture you got the bet hip-hop awards if you're a hip-hop fan that um celebrates hip-hop you got the bet awards that celebrates all things in black entertainment you got the iheart radio awards which celebrates you know top radio hits if you like let's like to listen to radio then all your favorite artists from radio will be on there or if you like numbers and you like the billboard awards you got the billboard music awards which celebrates those so it's so many different awards that you can watch if you're looking for who celebrates your artists and who gets those awards like so that's why i don't hold the grammys in such a high esteem because there's so many other awards that you can watch that if you place more importance on other things, these awards can touch on those things. I like that. Drew, is there, is there anything that you replace the awards with? Do you feel like they need to be replaced? Um, so since 2013, I've been hosting this thing called the Album Party, <laughs> where uh, 
people send in who are their favorite top 10 albums of the year. Hell yeah, Drew, plug your shit. Do that on a national level right now. Oof, that's all I needed. <laughs> so essentially, people would get a chance to select 10 albums that they feel were album of the year. year. And from there, it basically get voted on as the most, the albums that got the most votes would then receive that's an award. Yeah, I, my, the problem with that is, though is like all the bots and stuff out there and fake True. account. But you know, it could still it could still work one day. I mean, I appreciate that that <laughs> idea and I, like Jurassic plug your shit, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. But before we move on, I just want to uh, genuinely thank a few people that reached out to me uh, and let me know personally that they've been listening to our podcast. Um, I've had a few people provide some excellent feedback. For one, just taking the time, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, you know, out of your day to listen to us. Um, I think the least we can do is shout you guys out. So uh, I know my boy Faraz from high school. Uh, I wanted to let you know I appreciate you for listening, um, offering the chance for us to add some diversity with the Indian Muslim hip hop fan. Uh, is definitely something we'll have to consider. Uh, my nephew Malik, I appreciate you saying that the podcast was hard and there's no cap in your rap. Appreciate you, bro. Uh, Cecil, former, former co-workers that listen. Cecil, thank you for listening. He even favorited the podcast on the Anchor app, which is loyalty to the max. There we go. Um, Bianca and Maya, appreciate y'all. Uh, crew, my boy, all the way from Trash Ash, Cleveland. Bro. Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening, man. He gave great feedback as well. And then my guy, Jerry, uh, he gave some really good constructive um, criticism uh, and just feedback. I feel like a lot of times people don't want to give you, but it's important when you really want to work on your craft and produce a great product. You need people to give you feedback like that. So sure. I just wanted to take the time to thank all of y'all, man, and, and hope you guys continue to listen. Um, also, I wanted to let you guys know that our podcast will now be available um, on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. So it'll be a lot easier for you guys to listen to it. I know we made it. We definitely made it, man. It, it, it was hard, man. I had to work with Anchor um, to, to get you know, the rights to distribute it because I was going to let them do it first. So I felt like I was literally in a record deal myself yeah, trying to get out of it. Fucking masters. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get our own masters, man. But I'm distributing now, man, and I'm, I'm just so proud of what we're doing. This is only the beginning. So thank you, guys. So now I want to get into, we teased it a little bit last week, man, but I want to get into those one-hit wonders, man. What's the one-hit wonders that y'all remember? I know y'all both have some lists, and y'all been excited to talk about this. So I'll start off, man. I know a lot of people ain't gonna remember this one, but it was Ken Folk, Kia Shine, so mm. crispy. That beat was so fire. I told you I'm a sucker for beats. That's one of my favorite one hit wonders of all time. You remember that remix? He where he threw like 20 people on it. Yeah, come on, man. People don't know about Ken Folk, Kia Shine. If y'all listening to this episode, man, go download that. And when you listen to it, riding with the good weather, with the windows down, blasting it, I want y'all to shout me out, man, because that's 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 the one there. Bought the Do Season album. <laughs> oh my God. See, I'm not that loyal. Oh I didn't bother me at all, but I, <laughs> I, I banged that song. See, that's why you. That's why you a sensei, Drew. Uh, if you ever go, go listen to the album, there's some there's some bops on there. No. I'm gonna take your word for it because I don't trust no. it. But, but no. that, 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 you have to give things a shot, man. Like that, you'll find some hidden gems on some of these one hit wonder albums. I will give you that. I will give you that. There is some hidden gems, but hey, it's gonna take a lot for me to go back and listen to that album, man. What's we'll do it like we did with the mixtapes, man. We'll go one by one. I only have like four on here for me, but Gerard, I want to hear your your one hit wonder that you got on the top of your list, man. You know what I'm saying? Like back in the uh, what was it, 2001? We had um, you know, diversity in our music. I had a Asian and black duo called Smiles and South Star. 
and they had a hit called Tell Me. That was my hit. Okay? <laughs> Drew, what's yours, man? Uh, do I bring it out now, B? Was, yeah, do, do, I, it. do it. MC Hammer can't touch us. That is not oh, a one hit. <laughs> Drew, I actually got to tell you, bro, before we, before we move forward with this, I feel like I'm gonna have to watch your back for you because people did not like the fact that you was getting ready to slam their MC Hammer, and at the beginning of the episode you slander Martin. So let me just tell you, I'm watching your back for you because okay. I, I know some people out there. You rough a couple of enemies man. already. Okay. See, this is the issue. I said I made some enemies. Okay. <laughs> with him and MC Hammer, I'm a little bit older than y'all, right? So y'all went outside when MC Hammer was killing when he had. <laughs> Fucking action figures and cartoons on TV. Y'all ain't know none of that. You know what I'm saying? Y'all like y'all went outside when MC Hammer was about to sign with Death Row. Okay, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love it. Y'all, y'all don't understand, you know, the superstar that MC Hammer was. So when Drew said one hit wonder, I nearly slapped him through this computer screen. You know what I'm saying? So let's, let's give him some backstory of how, of how this conversation came up. So yeah, I want to tell it because I I can tell the basics was essentially I knew this was gonna be something we wanted to talk about, and we was kind of throwing some names in. And Drew said MC Hammer, and I could literally see Gerard's hand come through the phone and <laughs> choke the hell out of him when he said MC Hammer, which is funny because Drew, you bring up a good point. Like MC Hammer in today's age is more so known for being a punchline about going right. broke, right. and people right. do relate him to that one song, but. As we looked up the numbers, when Drew mentioned he being him being a one hit wonder, Drew, I don't know if you had those statistics, but that's his he, lowest charting song, which I was shocked by. And right. his, highest, his highest one is "Pray," right? Yeah. Yes, you yeah. are correct. Like so, like bro, like like MC Hammer, like this the thing, like when Jay Z said the line, you know, when Hammer lost thirty mil, you know, what I'm saying all of that, but I'm like Hammer thirty million can't hurt me. Well, thirty mil can't hurt me, right? But <laughs> And then in the late 80s, early 90s, 30 million was a lot of damn money. Oh, yeah. So you got to sell a lot of records to get 30 million dollars. I was just about to say, like, you don't wake up one day and just get 30 million just because, <laughs> like, you got to literally be somebody to have that type of money to blow it. Like, I remember the white mansion in the hills that he had. I remember that in the videos. Bro, <laughs> if, if if nobody takes away anything from this episode, it's to put some respect on MC Hammer name because although he's become a punchline for blowing money. He was a man back in the day. Yeah. Like he said he said he set the bar for a lot of artists. And so let's, like, let's tell him too, like to be a one-hit wonder, it means you only have one song that reaches the US Billboard top yeah. 100. It has yeah. to crack the top 10 once. Yeah. If you sure. never crack it again, you're a one-hit wonder. So I said, can't touch this. Gerard fired back with three more hits that I looked up and can't touch this is his like lowest charting one. Compared to the other, what were the others? You know, too legit to quit. Um, yeah. Hammer don't hurt him and pray like, okay. like, so like, Hammer was out here. Like, and I'd like to publicly apologize to <laughs> and the MC Hammer fan base out there, dude. That's that's hilarious. But I'll go with my next one. The next one hit wonder that I had was. Charles Hamilton with Brooklyn Girls. That was a great track, man. I'm not sure if that ever hit the top 10 to be considered, you know, a quote-unquote hit, but that song was fire. Yeah. And it's actually been sampled that beat a few times, actually. I know J. Cole sampled it. Yeah. And I want to say, was it Bryson Tiller that sampled it? I'll have to yeah. look up the, the specific song, but that song is great. So, again, another song where if you haven't heard it, I highly recommend it because it was fire. 
So my next one would be um, this dude from Milwaukee. His name is Cuckoo Cow. My, In project. my projects. Yeah. <laughs> oh my I god. About that, bro. bro, I didn't know you had that on your list because I got it on mine and I didn't hey. know if I wanted to share it with you guys. <laughs> Great minds. Great minds. Hey, That's why y'all the two senseis, bro. First Drew was time cool. I saw that track, I came home from school and Rap City was on, and I was like, yeah. this song is a banger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one I have is Lil Troy's Wanna Be a Baller. Yes. Baller. Mm, that was a good one. That was a real good one. Uh, the next one that I have on my list is Baby Bash Cyclone. Oh, I'm not sure if you guys it. remember that, but I remember going into class every day. I think it was 11th grade and playing that song at least 20 times a day. Again, I'm a sucker for beats. So that mixed with T-Pain back in the day, it, it didn't get any better than that. Whoa. So that I don't want to call you out right now because I didn't know that was on your list, but that's not – he's he's not a one-hit one. Yeah, I was going to say that too, B. That's what that's what y'all here for. That's what y'all here for. Oh. To educate me. So yeah. where did do y'all know that crack did that crack the top ten? It had to. Oh, I'm looking right yeah, now. But he got other records though. So yeah. like, that was he wasn't he wasn't a one hit wonder. Well, let me uh go ahead. I think I might have to edit this out. I might, I, might, I, might, I might edit this out. So so just that's why we're here, B. So mm. Sugar Sugar peaked at number seven on the charts. Yeah. Huh. I did, totally forgot that was Baby Bash. And, <laughs> and, hey, that's well, why I me. So he's got two hits in the top ten. Yeah. I knew I knew my I knew my next person was was I'll wait because this is my last person on my list, but I'll let y'all go after this and then we'll my see. next one is Mims with This Is Why I'm Hot. He's just stealing my list, man. Didn't Mims had another song? It was not that good, but I definitely remember Mims had a second song. Yeah, the second one, I think it was. <laughs> like, Something like that. You remember that track? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I got to say something to the pod. Uh, Music is my savior. The album is fire. I heard. It's I mean, fire, man. Listen to it, but I heard I'm, it was decent. I'm thinking the song that I was talking about is like this. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was it. So, Gerard, I got one for you. My next is the old LL Cool J disc, uh, Second Round Knockout by Cannabis. I love that disc. Man, he went super hard on that track. All right, yeah. <laughs> you ever heard that one, B? I don't think so. Just play it. He smoked. Hey, and he got in the video. Bro. Yeah, oh, I forgot about that. Smoked LL, man. <laughs> Hello, bounced back and said, "99% of your fans don't exist." Right, <laughs> kind of ruined Cannabis's career, but he ain't. Hey, he cracked the top top ten. Yeah. Draw. What's the next one you got? My next is Jibs Chain Hang Low. I might as well throw my list away, man. <laughs> <laughs> so my next one now. I'm because my my previous one wasn't actually a hit wonder. I'm I'm not considering. So the next one I had was Jaquan Tipsy. Yeah. But I didn't know if he counted because I remember Hood Hop was a good one too. I love Hood Hop, but I don't think it cracked though. It didn't crack, yeah. Sure, it wasn't as pop. All the high school parties had Tipsy in the background at some point. Like that, that just was the party song. So right, that's crazy. But Hood Hop was my favorite song of his, but I'm a gangster, so you know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's real. So that's my last one. So I'll let y'all go. Like y'all can go back to back now. All right, yeah, all right. let's do like a little verses, Gerard. All right. Uh, <laughs> my next one is Huey, Pop, Lock, and Drop It. 
and you stole that one. Okay, I'll go with Huey. R.P. Huey. R.P. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's sad. Uh, the next one I'll go with Shot Boys Party Like a Rockstar. Damn it, good. Ooh, shit. That's a good one. <laughs> Uh, my next one is UTP. Know your clap. Oh, you got that one too. I didn't think you'd have that. I did not think you'd you do it on that one. You know that one? Yeah, that that one that Wacko and Skip. Yeah, Man, that's a good one. Oh, I definitely right. remember that one. Uh, Baby got back, Sir Mix a lot. Good one. Um, my next one is for all us fellas out here, sporty thieves, no pigeons. You know what I'm saying? Who's that by? <laughs> sporty thieves. <laughs> I I'm like, I know I'm a casual, bro, but I, I never Whoa. heard that one before. You guys do some fact checking. Okay, look it up. Uh, no, no, was no. The, response to, um, the response to No Scrubs, TLC No Scrubs. Oh, uh, okay. That's fair. See, he's dropping. Sorry. Um, Hurricane Chris, A Bay Bay. Okay. My next one is Crucial Conflict. Hey. Uh, the Vans, the pack. I'm sorry, pack the pack, the pack vans. You yeah. might have got my vans on, but they look like sneakers. Oh yeah, mine's is uh, Fox wipe me down. So I wanted to bring that one up because I got it too, but it's interesting because everybody else in that track has huge hits except yeah. for that's except right. <laughs> I actually had an album that my boy uh, JB put me on back in high school that was really good. And again, I'm a sucker for beats, so. I think it was actually called Fox, if I'm not mistaken. Bro, on everybody on the Boosie. And did, but Fox has an album that had bangers, and I think I have some songs on my phone from that album. So I just want to say he's got other music that's really good, but definitely nowhere near that. Uh, my next is My Neck and My Back by Kia. Wow. That's mm, a good one. That was a good one. Um, mine's is Bone Crusher and Never Scared. That's a great one. Um, We're narrowing down. I got The Cat Daddy. I can't remember who it's by though. Okay. You remember that um, track? I do. It's like, I don't know. Uh, we'll see how y'all feel about it. So I got Play a Circle, Duffel Bag Boy. Yeah. That's their hit. So it's yeah, not. I it's the group. We know Chains, you know what I'm saying? But that's, fair. that's the group. That's their that's own. Uh, you know yeah, what? I'll get the refs. The ref said it's cool, so I'm gonna let that slide. I'm gonna let that slide. <laughs> uh, all gold, everything by Trinidad James. Damn, I had that too. Good shit. Wait, Cat Daddy, just to check, Cat Daddy was by the Rejects. Okay, I cannot remember who. And then I just want to point out that Trinidad James, although all gold, everything was fire, I do have a song by him on my phone called. Is it the work remix? Disrespectful. It's called Disrespectful. Top 10. It did not. No, no, it did not. I wasn't. I wasn't uh, disputing that he was a one-hit oh, one. Right, right. So, like, he does have other songs that's really good, and disrespectful is one that I would recommend because it's it's fire. All right. So the next person I got is probably somebody y'all not familiar with, or the song, and it came out early '90s, like '95. His name is Little Sean, and the song is called Don Perignon. So, I've not heard right. it. Man, I feel like I remember when I was four that song being fire. Man. Yeah. For for just, people who listen to this, I hope you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm really cool. I can't I can't relate. I'm sorry, <laughs> Yo, I'm just saying for the people who are listening to this podcast, we are making the ultimate playlist for you right now. For sure. Like uh so my next one, I got two more. I got Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice. 
Okay. Which got, was uh, sampled by Under Pressure with Queen. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. Just throwing that out there, a little Jim. I got Lord Tariq and Peter Guns, Uptown Baby. I do know that one. Um, the last one is Marky Mark. Good vibration. Good vibration. And that's my day. That's a classic. That's and a classic. another one from the early 90s that I'm sure y'all are not familiar with, but his name is Akinelli, and the song is called Put It In Your Mouth. Oh. I will talk about that on here. Oh, my. <laughs> Bro, y'all put together. I'll put you guys some fire, man. Y'all, 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 y'all think y'all, I think our viewers gonna like that. I'm out. I'm tired. Dry, you have any more? No, I'm done. Wow. Right. Man. So to pivot off that real quick, I feel like there was there was people within that topic where it was questionable whether they were considered one hit wonders. So I wanted to ask you guys, are there artists where you feel like maybe they weren't one hit wonders, but their careers didn't quite pan out the way that they we're supposed to ever after maybe one or two albums. Yeah, that's a couple artists that I have. Um, a couple of these artists that I have died. So I mean, their art, their careers couldn't go out. So like people like Chinks Drugs and um, Big L, they passed away. So they their careers couldn't. But like one of them that I had that I really loved, I thought he was gonna be the man after his Amelie verse was Corey Guns. And yeah, yeah, I don't know what happened with that. So. Uh, the ones I got these that you uh, kind of already talked about was Charles Hamilton, and uh, shout out to Dewan Riddick if you're listening, dude. He put me on, put a lot of people on in high school. Uh, I got Donis, who mm -hmm. a lot, dude. During that like uh, 2010 era when mixtapes were hot, like we were talking about, there's a lot of these artists blowing up that we thought were gonna get these max deals and just have phenomenal careers, and they all just kind of fizzled out or never really made that debut album. Right. But like as we were saying, these mixtapes back then sounded like albums, exactly. like that XV one we were talking about. B. Ooh, I will touch on that in a minute. We'll talk about that. And then so, like yeah. artists that like are very familiar, like that. But I personally felt like they could have been bigger, like Joel Santana and Lupe Fiasco and Jay Electa. I felt like they could have been superstars, but their careers didn't go where I thought they would go. But they're still. Pretty familiar out here, so. Joel's man, I'm still waiting on that Reagan era album, man. and it never, never, never. I mean, in the it, was, it was an argument between who was better between him and Wayne at a certain point. So. Yeah. Didn't they put out a mixtape together? I can't feel my face. Can't feel my face. Yeah. Yes, sir. God, we should have talked about that one last week. <laughs> uh, that one was fired too. Yeah. Uh, the other artist I had was like pretty much that backpack rap era. Uh, so I had Donis XV, Chip the Ripper, like uh, the Kid Daytona, Pill, who was with MMG, yep. uh, Asher Roth, even though like right now I'm kind of happy with the way his career is going because he had that point where he could have sold out, but he just kept making the music that he loves and could care less if he sells or not. Right. Uh, love, I just want to point out, I love Asher Roth, The Lounge. I feel yeah. like one of the best songs elevator song almost but hip-hop with a smooth feel to it love that song he's a he's a, he's a nice little artist right now um but yeah like i was saying to be i was like with all these artists back in that era if they if it was like the stocks i would be bankrupt right now then <laughs> <laughs> these artists like i thought the way they'd blow up i would yeah. be i'd be out in the streets <laughs> gerard did you have any more 
Um, and then like it was a couple people like I thought King Los, I thought he was gonna be big. Um, Diggy Simmons, you know, like uh-huh. off of Run's house and stuff like that. Him dropping um throwaway record from Lupe Fiasco. <laughs> like I thought that Diggy Simmons was gonna have a bigger rap career, but he ch- chose acting instead. And then it was a um an artist that Cameron um put out called Vado. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, so that's all I have right now. I just want to point out that Diggy Simmons was featured on one of the hottest songs ever, Mrs. Right by Mindless Behavior. And I remember all of the women going crazy over that. So a real shot because he was putting out mixtapes and shit. Like, yeah, he was on fire for him. And it just like all these other artists we mentioned, they just stopped out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I don't know. Maybe it's record labels or. Who knows? Like I thought, Pill with MMG and uh, Rick Ross and Wale and them. I thought they were going to be some and Meek. And and Pill is dope. So I, I'm yeah. not sure what happened between that. Like, yeah. yeah, I thought Pill had a chance as well. There was rumors too. Uh, I remember that they were going to sign Nipsey Hussle to MMG back yeah. in the day, and that yeah. never panned out. But but Nip not to. He decided to start his own thing. So yeah, and it worked out for him. It sure did. Uh, so I just want to add, I know last week my homework assignment was to listen to XV Zero Heroes. So I did. Uh, I listened to it working out. And I have to say, you guys mentioned, uh, I think it was Gerard Lupe. XV has strong Lupe vibes listening to that, that oh, mixtape. Um, after listening the first time, uh, he's what I would call a witty rapper. Um, I really like when, when We're Done. Uh, Smallville, which was produced by J. Cole. Oh, when Awesome came on, I instantly had flashbacks to NBA 2K12. You did tell me for sure. So that was spot on. Uh, Kendrick went crazy on his verse and textbook yep. stuff. So I really thought that was good. Uh, and then I feel like I've heard All For Me before, but I'm not 100% sure. But that sound that song sounded real familiar. Well, and, like anthem tracks. Yeah. And then How last, you feel about the, the lead track, Wichita? Did you like that? I liked it. I liked it. It, it wasn't uh, one of the ones that for sure stuck with me, um, but I did like how it started. Like I was literally in the gym about to start a, a, a set and then I, it got me right. So I was in there putting in work. Uh, and lastly, uh, Foreign Exchange Student might just be my personal favorite song on the entire mixtape. Nice. I like everything about it. I'm glad you did your homework, man. Yeah. Thank you, man. And I look forward to uh, my future assignments, you know, just so trying What's his next assignment? <laughs> his next assignment is to listen to the Grammy-nominated album by Royce the Five Nine called "The Allegory." Mm. <laughs> I can do that. I'm loyal because y'all know I'm not a big Royce the Five Nine fan. But if I got homework to do, I'm gonna do my homework and be able to tell the viewers what I think the next episode. So, <laughs> and once you listen to it, I will shut up about Royce for the next four episodes. Four <laughs> 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 episodes. <laughs> Because I know I know we went Drake heavy at the beginning, and now I'm going Royce heavy. So that's fair. That's fair. We'll so I'll that. definitely listen to that. And um, yeah, I think that's a good place to stop right now. Sure. Uh, I think next episode we'll have an interview that our viewers will really enjoy. Um, so I won't say too much about it, but we definitely got some big moves in the work. Like I said, we're on Apple Podcasts now. We're on Spotify now. Um, we're having some stuff made where this is just the beginning. So. Um, I hope you guys appreciate what we're putting out for y'all. And again, I love feedback. So reach out, comment on our Facebook posts, you know, let us know Instagram, what you guys think. Um, Be sure to subscribe and leave comments, please. 
uh, about how you guys feel about the podcast. And again, we appreciate everybody that takes the time out of their days to listen to us talk about hip hop, man. Before we go, is there anything y'all fellas want to say? Uh, is there a teaser we could leave them with? Uh, I know I talked about the interview, but do you do you think there's a good teaser for our next our next episode? What were some of the topics we were going to talk about that we wanted to get to? Uh, to be honest, I think one thing we will cover is features. How okay. we feel about features on projects. Mm. I think that's one that, that the fans, I think y'all like what we talk about when it comes to features. So for sure, we, we have a potential interview coming up and we will discuss features. So yeah, I think that's a good teaser to leave them with for this episode. Yeah, I like that. Yes, sir. So again, thank you guys for tuning in. This is two hip hop senseis and a casual. And until next time, y'all be easy.